right, all right. Rhythms, rhythms, rhythms. How many of you guys are in a good rhythm of life right now? Whoa, whoa, that was, <laughs> I guess it's a timely message, timely message. But uh, yeah, week two of Rhythms Rearranging Life. Come on, even if you had your life kind of arranged in a certain way in the last few months, I don't know if you're like me, but you feel like life needs to be rearranged in some areas. And so that's what we're talking about. One thing before we jump in the message, uh, we do have a picture of the launch team today in Ocean Springs. We're gonna go ahead and show you guys that picture. We got it? Yeah, it's, just give it a second. There they are. There they are. <laughs> Three of them. We have three different crowds. It's what's going on there. And uh, come on, that's our launch team meeting together. Excited, excited, excited about that. I know there's some probably watching online as well. And so we are super excited about our Ocean Springs launch again, coming up in January. So uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be really good. But here we are. Rhythms, Rearranging Life, week two. Uh, last week, we talked about rest, okay? We talked about rest. And I'm sure all of you have rearranged your life to where you, today, you feel so much more rested, right? Physically, emotionally, relationally. <clears throat> I'm just gonna go ahead and believe that, you know? Sometimes you teach and it's just like, I hope that we're, we're actually implementing some things to where we can, we can, you know, truly apply these things to our lives. But, but uh, we, we talked about rest because here's the deal. When we talk about arranging life or rearranging life or having a good rhythm in life, it all has to start from a place of rest. We talked about the importance of rest. And so here's the deal. If you missed last week, I would encourage you to go back and watch last week. Anytime that we're in a series, everything sort of stacks. That's kind of how we, we build these messages to where, you know, yeah, you can get a lot out of one message, but man, if you want the whole package, you need to go back and listen to, uh, to some of the other, other weeks. And so, so last week we talked about rest and the importance of rest physically, emotionally, relationally, and, and then most importantly, at the end of the day, spiritually, that we would rest in Jesus and what he's done for us. And so starting from that point, the next thing that we're gonna talk about today is sewing. And um, I, I'm not talking about like sewing, like stitching, okay? I'm talking about sewing with an O, Basically, planting, planting seeds, sowing. In the Bible, there's so many illustrations having to do with farming and things like that because Jesus, a lot of times, was talking to those people. That was the life that they lived, and so they understood the, the terminology and the, the parables, the stories that he would tell would, uh, would really kind of hit home for these people. And so, for me, it doesn't really hit home too much because um, any plant that I've planted in my life has always died. It's just, it's the way it is. It doesn't matter what I do. Um, I've had other people plant plants for me and they still die. Um, it's not the plant's fault, it's my fault. I'm terrible at, at maintaining, which is what we're talking about next week, okay? <laughs> Maintenance and cultivating. But, uh, but this week about sowing, you know, it's this idea of planting seeds in the ground. And so I think that today, for some of you, you have heard messages on sowing and reaping. Um, some of them have been uh, really good and, and others of them have been really, really bad. The context of the scriptures that's used in the, in the American church, a lot of times it's, it's sow that seed, right? And, and, and you hear that, it's like, it kind of feels a little bit strange. I hope that today we get a better, clearer picture of what the Bible talks about when it talks about sowing and, uh, and eventually reaping. Okay, so sowing. We, we rest and then we sow. Uh, we have to break up the ground, right? You ever try to plant a seed in the ground? I play golf a lot 
And sometimes when it hasn't rained in a long time, you go to the tea box and you take the, by the way, the tea box, because a lot of, I say that sometimes and they're like, what's a tea box? I'm like, well, it's, it's where you, you tee the ball up to, to, why would you tee the ball up? Okay, so starting from the beginning, you had this little wooden tee or plastic tee that you put the ball on and you put it in the ground in order to, to drive, you know, a big driver. And, and so, so anyway, sometimes you go down and it's so dry that you, you take that ball on top of the, on top of the, 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 uh, the tee and you start pushing it down. And there's been times where I've literally taken the ball and had the tee and I'm like trying to like hit the, hit the tee into the ground because it's so hard. And uh, how many of you know it's kind of hard to plant a seed in that type of soil, right? It's hard to get any, anywhere with that. And so we've got to start with this idea of, of preparing the ground. And, uh, and for a lot, of, we're kind of, we'll get there kind of later in the service today, but, but it's got to be good soil. Now, for the next three weeks, we're going to use uh, Galatians 6, verse 7 through 9, okay? We're going we're gonna to read it, and then we're going to kind of mine some things out of it each week that's going to help us to, uh, to understand what this rhythm should look like in our life. You know, we're designed to, to live a certain way. I, I really believe this. I believe that God has designed all of us to operate a certain way, and if we operate in that design, it is a healthier way to live. I really believe that. Um, a lot of people look at the rules in the Bible and they look at those rules as things I have to do. I look at the rules and the commands in the Bible as loving commands from God to tell me how to live so that way I can glorify him you know, ultimately, but it's also for my good. The scope and the sequence, the, the, the structure, the pattern that he lays out <clears throat> is for our good and for his glory. And so Galatians 6 says this, do not be deceived, God is not mocked. God's designed it this way, okay? This is, he's, he's laid it out. Don't be deceived. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. Whatever you put in the ground, whatever you plant in the ground, you're gonna reap, you're gonna harvest. And, and here's the big idea. We're gonna start off with this. We are sowing seeds every day in the way that we live. You're sowing seeds. You're putting seeds in the ground of your life every single day. To which some are like, oh no. Because <laughs> the obvious question is obviously, what kind of seeds am I, what kind of seeds am I planting? A few weeks ago, it was back, actually it was back in March, uh, me and my family, we went to my dad's house and he's got this loquat tree. Um, didn't know that that was a thing before we went there and saw loquats. I know kumquats, I don't know about loquats. But anyway, anybody ever heard of loquats before? It's pretty a regular thing. I'm just not very smart when it comes to plants. But uh, anyway, so that, that was a joke. I think you guys took it seriously. Like, he's not very smart when it comes to plants. Okay. Um, so we go back there. We start eating these loquats and they have a seed in the middle. And uh, so we're there with Ari and we're like, hey, let's, you know, let's take one of the seeds home and plant it and grow one of these trees in our backyard. <laughs> I've already stated that anything that we plant dies. But anyway, so, so we did it. We took it. My dad gave us some topsoil. We put it in this little little thing. We, we pushed it down in there and um, I put it out there to die. That's <laughs> what happened. And so we put it out there and uh, I don't know, maybe two months later, Ari like runs inside and she's like, we, you know, there's a leaf coming out of it. And the first thing I think is like, it's a weed. I can grow weeds. I, I should have said that earlier. I can't grow what I want to grow, but I grow weeds real. I mean, I'm really efficient with those things. But um, so I'm like, it's just a weed. Well, we go out and look and I'm like, that's a weird looking weed. So I took a picture, sent it to my dad. Sure enough, 
We have a small, small, small loquat tree or bush, I don't know, growing in a little thing. <laughs> Isn't that great? I did nothing. We didn't do anything. We did. But out of nowhere, this, this plant just... See, we're, we're sowing seeds every day. What happens is that, you know, five years later or however long, this, this plant comes out of nowhere, this attitude, this result, this whatever comes out of nowhere. We don't remember planting the seed, but now we're looking at this little bush growing in our backyard or growing in our family or growing in our marriage or growing in our job or growing wherever. And we're like, where did that come from? You know, you remember five years ago, whenever you said that to your spouse, yeah, that was a seed. Yeah, and, 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 and now you're, you're reaping what you, so, what you sowed. It took that long. See, when people's marriages fall apart, it didn't fall apart the day that it fell apart, right? Like, oh, they got a divorce. Oh man, what, it's a terrible, you know, what, what, when did they get a divorce? It was about two weeks ago. Oh, it's terrible. No, 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 no. The divorce started happening a long time ago. A long time ago. Weeks, months ago. Those were, that was the seeds that were being planted and then it, it sprouted. And that's how we live our life though, right? Like, like when something happens, it's like, I can't believe it. Well, what were we sowing months and years ago? Because we're sowing seeds every day in the way that we live. Y'all, y'all, y'all agree with me? Y'all, y'all believe that? Many of you are thinking back in your life right now. You're like, yep, it's true. It's, it's true. And, and the, come on, young, uh, students, in your school, with your friends, but also with your study, you're, you're like every day you're planting seeds. I think back whenever I was a teenager and uh, which I'm not a teenager anymore in case you're wondering. Um, I'm in my thirties. Every now and then I like to throw it out there. Like, are you, are you 19? Nope, nope, not 19. But I think back whenever I was a teenager and I sowed some seeds that I reaped for many years. Reputation, attitude, relationships that broke down. And you know, when I was in my mid-20s, I actually went back to a couple of those friends and I actually, I actually asked them to forgive me. I said, man, you know, what, what happened years ago, it's just, it's been on me and God's been really convicting me about the way that I treated you. And I just wanted to say that I, I'm sorry for how I, did, how I did that, I was wrong. Now, were they marginally wrong? Yeah, it didn't matter though. God was speaking to me. Why? I planted those seeds and I was beginning to reap the, the conviction, okay? I was beginning to reap the reputation of that, those things. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're sowing seeds every day in the way that we live. In your marriage, you've got to realize that you're sowing seeds every day in the way that you live. Parents, you're sowing seeds in your kids. I say this quite often, but uh, as parents, we have to realize that we're raising our best friends. Maybe not right now, okay? They're your kids you got to be mom and dad, okay? Don't be friend when they're four. But <laughs> at some point, the relationship begins to change. At some point, the, the relationship begins to change. And, 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 and then, you know, for me, I'm 35. My parents are in their 60s. And it's just, very, it's, it's awesome to be at the age that I'm at and be able to have a wonderful relationship with my parents. Is it always perfect? No, it's not the point. But it's a great relationship. We're, we're friends, and so we're planting seeds in our kids. We're planting seeds in our money, right? And the way that you, the way that you spend your money. We're, we're just, we're, we're, whatever we sow today, we reap tomorrow. So whatever you want to reap tomorrow, begin to sow today, right? Y'all with me? Pretty easy concept, I know. 
but not so easy when it comes to, to you know, living it out. But, but here's a problem. The problem is this, is that other people are sowing seeds that will impact us. And I think this is where sometimes we kind of get hung up because for some people, they're reaping things that they did not sow. And it's because they don't realize that other people are sowing seeds that will impact them as well. So like our fields of life are like right by each other. They're right by each other. Side note, that's why it's so important that you watch your circle of people that you hang with, that you get close to, because you might be living right, but if they're not, they can affect, right? Okay, anyway. So other people are impacting our harvest as well, what we, what we, what we reap. And so in your ma- marriage, you might be sowing good seed into your marriage, but your spouse is not. And so it affects, right? Your friends, your family. You might make really good choices to honor God, but then other people make choices that don't honor God and you then reap their harvest. And I think that's where some people get off, you know, thinking like, okay, if I always do good, then I'm always going to get good. Well, that's just not reality. And this is one of the reasons why other people sow seeds too. We're a community, right? Other people sow things too. Things like discord and immorality and gossip. These are are things that are being sown that affect us. You might say one thing, people take it weird, they twist it, they sow seeds of, of gossip with your friends, your family, whatever the case is, and then all of a sudden you're reaping the harvest of that gossip that you didn't even plant. Let's talk about as a church. Did you know that we're planting seeds in this church together, all of us? It's not just the pastor that plants seeds, okay? We're a community. We're a family, and so we're all planting seeds. What kind of seeds are we planting into our church right now? Is it seeds of unity, or is it seeds of discord? Seeds of fruitfulness or corruption, right? Seeds of honor or seeds of undermining authority. We're all planting these seeds, right? Which one? What kind? Seeds of of being a community where we are contributors rather than consumers. A couple years ago, we we had like a water problem here. And so we didn't have coffee one Sunday. You would have thought that somebody like was talking about somebody's mama. You know what I'm talking about? Like like you walk up, there's no, sorry, we don't have any coffee today. We had some water problems. (gasps) What? You know, our poor cafe team's like, we have some bottled water or maybe a frappuccino. Like a, uh, No, I like hot coffee. <laughs> it's like, what in the world? Consumer, <laughs> okay? Massive con- consumption. And, and we're taught that in our culture, but come on, those aren't seeds that we want to plant into our community here, right? Right? <clears throat> okay, man. <laughs> How about sowing seeds of support rather than criticism? What we sow or others sow, we eventually will reap. Now, with that verse put there, all right, verse seven, it's talking about whatever you sow, you you shall reap. That's where a lot of people stop, right? They stop there, but, but then they don't go into the next one and then they don't look a little bit deeper into the bigger meaning of what Paul is really talking about here in, in the book of Galatians. Verse eight. For the one who sows to his own flesh will reap from the flesh, he will reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit 
Well, from the Spirit reap eternal life. So everything that we just talked about, to a, to a certain extent, you can sort of make it fit, but I feel like Paul's got a greater concept, a greater context that he's trying to communicate to us. So if we look at the scripture in Galatians contextually from the last chapter in chapter five, sowing to the flesh would be works of the flesh and sowing to the spirit is the fruit of the spirit. Okay, so, so this is where I re- really want you to key in, okay? You ready? Let's go ahead and reel back our attention in, okay? Like reel it back in. This right here is really the context. Galatians 5, here we go, you ready? But I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Talking to believers, okay? But if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now, what do the works of the flesh look like? What do the works of the flesh look like? Here's what they are. They are evident. Sexual immorality. That's defined as any sexual activity outside the covenant of marriage between a man and a woman. That's what sexual immorality is. So Paul says that that is a work of the flesh. That's what, he, that's, that's what the Bible uh, uh, presents as a work of the flesh. It goes on, uh, uh, impurity and sensuality. A lot of people, they're like, well, hey, you know, I'm not acting on it. I'm just looking, just flirting a little bit. Did you know that the Bible actually has something to say about that? That's a work of the flesh. Idolatry, lifting up anything even as equal with God, let alone it being above him. And that can even be really good things, but they can become idols in our life. Idolatry, sorcery. Hey, everybody, listen. Playing around with witchcraft and magic is, uh, it, it's not a game. It's not a game. The stuff is real. The demonic is real. And so all of these things, people begin to dabble in it and then they wonder why strange things starts happening in their life. Well, Paul says, don't get involved in it. Stay away from it. It's a work of the flesh. Enmity and strife, jealousy, fits of anger, fits of anger, Fits of anger, (laughs) right? I'm really not that bad of a person. Just every now and then I throw things. Like every now and then I cuss people out. But like most of the time I don't. I'm a really good person. Fits of anger is a work of the flesh. Rivalries and dissensions and divisions. Did you guys know that division is a work of the flesh? Did you know that? Did you know like, like, like this whole thing of like uh, uh, literally breaking relationship with one another, dividing as a church? church did you know that church splits are a, a work of the flesh? Did you know that? Did you know that that grieves the heart of God? Did you know that when families divide, like it's not just, oh, we were a little bit incompatible. No, it was division. It's divorce. It's against the heart of God. It's a work of the flesh, Envy, jealousy and envy, wanting what somebody else has. Once you get it, you don't want anybody else to have any of it. It's the opposite of generosity. Drunkenness, drunkenness. Are you drinking too much? 
You don't have to answer that. Are you drinking too much? The Bible's very clear about drunkenness. To not live a lifestyle of drunkenness. Orgies. We're not going there right now. We've got some young people in the room. And Paul says things like these. Now that, okay, things like these. He basically says, here's a lot of things, but I can't list all of them, so therefore, eh, and the like. Stuff that feels like this, stuff that looks like this. All of these things, they're all works of the flesh. Let that, let that beat up against you, right? Let, let these things convict you because that's what the word of God is supposed to do. Nowadays, what happens is if I don't like the part about sexual immorality, then I just say, eh, there's different interpretations. <laughs> I love that. Yes, do some more research because if your definition falls outside what I just said earlier, you need to do some more research because people take things and they misconstrue it and they make it what they want and it's not the way that the Bible is depicting it. We cannot pick and choose. And Paul says, hey guys, look, these are the works of the flesh. And then he says, I warn you, as I warned you before. Now listen, a few weeks ago, I spoke and I remember the three pictures of a pastor. I said, you know, exhort, admonish, correct. We talked about all of these things, protect. Admonish is to warn. Paul is warning us and we are reading this together and so we are all being warned that those who do such things, those who live lifestyles like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. We all, we all understand? We, we all understand? Eternity with God is not an option for those who, who uh, you know, operate in these things. Now, there is a difference between uh, a sin and then living a lifestyle of it, okay? There is forgiveness, there is grace, but I think Paul here is, is he's drawing a line and saying, hey, let's not blur the line so much that we don't even uh, uh, allow ourselves to be convicted by the Holy Spirit. He's like, these things matter. So these things matter. But the fruit of the Spirit is this. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are some good things, huh? Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Crucified them. Said so these things, first off, I designate and I delineate between what is good and what is evil. And these things represent stuff, things, actions that I don't condone. I don't want to be a part of. It's a line in the sand. So in light of this, let's read verse eight again, right? For the one who sows to his own flesh, the works of the flesh, those who are doing these things are sowing seeds in, in, in the flesh. They will from the flesh reap corruption. The wages of sin is death. But the one who sows to the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, the one who is sowing seeds in that arena will from the spirit reap eternal life. You see, the full context around the idea of sowing and reaping is eternity. It's not actually all about what you get in this life. 
It's really not. Because you could sow all of the, the right things and still reap wrong things in this economy, in this world. And Paul, again, is lifting our eyes up out of the muck and the mire and the filth. And he's saying, lift your eyes up. It's actually about this more than it is about this. It's actually about eternity more than it is about this. Now, many use this concept to promote a different gospel. And this is something that I really wanna communicate to you uh, pretty strongly out of love. There is a way that people take these words and they construe them in a way to, to cause you to believe that if you will sow seeds, typically having to do with money, if you will sow seeds, that that then activates this, this like domino effect in your life of getting everything that you want, right? Like, hey man, you know, I'm really having some trouble in this. Well, why don't you sow some seed? What does that mean? Well, why don't you give money? Okay, that sounds generous, but like, what? Well, then if you give that money, then God will do this. It, see, it, it's this whole idea, it's called like prosperity gospel. That's, that's like the, the term that's used. And it's, it's basically like, like the, the, the pinnacle of the Christian life is getting everything that we want, experiencing good all the time, never experiencing suffering, because if we say the right thing and if we just like do the right thing, then it's like this pattern and we can unlock like this other world of just no suffering. And the Bible is just not saying that. Sure, are there things that, that do match that? Yes, but like there's this tension, okay? And so, so if this is the prosperity gospel that I'm talking about, and if this is the truth of, of what I'm, I'm saying, like we have to lean this way. You know why? Because selfishness takes over, our own worldly thinking takes over, and we go this direction. It happens so much. It, this is the thing that destroys some people's understanding of God, is I came to God and I, I heard that he was gonna fix everything. Like I'm in debt and so I heard that if I give $1,000 that I'll get out of debt. And when it doesn't happen, they're like, the thing's fake. This is actually a really big deal in, in our country. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. It doesn't just stop with economics though. It doesn't just stop with money. It does go in to every facet of life into every facet of life. And what it does ultimately is it gets our eyes off of the gospel and off of the good news out of balance. I'm talking about out of balance, by the way. It gets our eyes off of the source of the giver and just gives, gets our eyes on the gift. And that's out of balance. So we have to be careful that we don't take this, misconstrue it, over-realize it, right? And then start applying it to our life whenever here Paul's like, man, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, works of the flesh. And, and, and eventually I'm really talking about eternity. And so there's many instances in scripture and it talks about sowing seeds. And, and, and there's some different things that you can look at. There's, there's Luke and there's second Corinthians. Talks about sowing and reaping in relation to people and how you treat them is generally how you'll be treated back. There's some truth to that. But um, I mean, let's look at the life of Jesus. I think that Jesus treated everybody perfectly and yet he was still crucified. Okay, there, there, there's a balance in this and we just have to maintain a proper centered view on these teachings. So I did wanna say this, it's a principle, not an equation. 
For some, it's like, if I, again, if I do this, you know, one plus one is two, so if I say this and then I do this, then I'll get this result. It's a principle, but it's not an equation. I want to read this, this quote to us. It's from a, a commentary talking about these verses. It would certainly be a surprise if you planted corn and pumpkins came up. <laughs> it's a natural law to harvest what we plant. It's true in other areas too. If you gossip about your friends, you'll lose their friendship. Every action does have results. If you plant to please your own desires, you'll harvest a crop of sorrow and evil. If you plant to please God, you'll harvest joy and everlasting life. So the question is, what kind of seeds are you planting? This should change the way that we think about sowing and reaping. It should, it should, it should shift our, our, our approach to it. We, we plant to please God, not ourselves. That's the big idea. We plant to please God, not ourselves. What we sow doesn't just affect us, it affects those around us. And what we sow doesn't just affect this life, but it affects our eternity. Now, verse nine. Let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. I want to encourage every single one of you. I want to encourage you in, in Ocean Springs, everybody watching online. Keep sowing good seed. Keep, keep hustling. Keep, keep sowing. Don't give up. Because what happens is we sow good seed for three days, and then if we don't get it on the fourth day, we're like, ah, see, I've been doing good. Last week, I punched somebody in the face. This week, I've been doing good, and I'm still going to jail. I don't understand. I, don't, I just don't get it, man. <laughs> no. Keep doing good. Keep sowing good seed for the, with the proper motives. Keep sowing good seed. Keep going. Don't grow weary in well-doing for in due season. When is due season? No idea. We have no idea. Is it in this life? Partially. Is it in death? Partially. In eternity? That's actually where I'm really looking. That's where my eyes are set. Come on. Don't give up. Don't give up. Some of you have been planting some really tough seeds, okay? You've been, you've been planting works of the flesh seeds. And today, you've got to begin to shift and start planting some different seed. Seeds that lead to life, eternal life. Let's not give up. So the question I want you to ask yourself is, what am I investing in? What am I investing in? What are these seeds? What, what kind of seeds am I sowing? In my family? In my relationships? This past week, just think about it. This past week, what seeds did you sow in, in, in the people that you love? What did your arguments sound like? What did your conversations sound like? Did you know that you were planting seeds? The time that you spent in certain things in your life, did you know you're planting seeds? Your relationship with God, the way that you invested your time in the word and in prayer in praying for those around you, sowing seeds. Everything that we do is an act of worship to God and everything that we do, we're planting seeds. This is where we live. Matthew 6 says this. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. That's a command, guys. 
don't. Like not, hey, you know, it would be a really good, it's, a, it's some good advice if you'd like to. Just, just try not to plant some things on earth, but like try not to do that. No, he's like, hey guys, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and, dest- and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is there, your heart is also. Go to that next scripture. Maybe our computer's frozen. I wanted you guys to read that. Where your treasure is there, your heart is also. You see, when it comes down to it, the big conversation is surrounding your heart. Your heart. Out of your heart flows the issues of life. And your heart in the Bible is also talked about like soil. Like soil. And did you know the Bible says there's four types of soil? In this room right now, everybody watching, we all have four types of soil. The Bible talks about there's, there's a type of soil, the type of heart that is like the path where people walk. It's like the road that we drive on. It's compacted and it's hard. And whenever seed is thrown out on that path, it doesn't actually sink in. Actually, it says the birds come and eat it. It never even takes root. Then the Bible says that there are hearts that are like rocky it's like rocky soil. It's where the, 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 you know, the, the, the seed is thrown and it, and it goes in, but it can't really take good root. It's like gravel. Come on, y'all ever see like roots or, or trees or something growing up in gravel? And it's like, how is that happening? A few days later, it withers and dies because it doesn't have, it's not good soil. It withers up and it dies. The Bible talks about how there's thorny soil. There's soil that when the seeds plant it, it comes up. You know what happens? The cares of this life come up, grip it, and destroy what God is doing. And I would say that in in my experience, I've seen that take more people out than anything. The cares of this life. Hey guys, listen, COVID-19 is a care of this life. Did you know that? It's real, we gotta be careful, we gotta be smart. But at the same time, it is a care of this life. The societal issues that we're dealing with are necessary. Man, we need to have some conversations. Progression needs to take place in other areas. Some people are taking it, politicizing it, and using it for other things. A lot of stuff is going on, but it is a care of this life. I know that's tough for us as different people on different sides of the aisle to, to designate it as such. But guys, listen, I know what I'm saying. We're not of this world. It is a care of this life. Don't let this season destroy your family and your friendships and your relationship with people in this church. Don't don't let this destroy the things that God's got going on in your life because the enemy seeks to kill, steal, and destroy and he'll use even the valid things that you care about to choke out what God is doing in your life. He'll do it. I'm warning you, I'm admonishing you. Yet every week I see people let the thorns choke out what God is doing in their life and the enemy wins but there's a fourth soil and it's good soil it's soil that the seeds are, are planted in and, and, it, and, it, and it, the seed sprouts and it grows and it bears fruit let me tell you something you have a lot 
you have a lot of, of responsibility when it comes to the type of soil that you have. Some of us today, we've got thorny soil. Life's coming up at you and it's choking out the word of God in your life. But you have, you have a say-so in that. You can get out the clippers, right? You can get out the machete and you can go to town and you can start chopping away at the root, those vines, those thorns, those thickets and begin, put, some, put some gloves on and grab those things and begin to rip them out. Are you gonna get cut? Absolutely. You're gonna bleed a little bit. Getting out of those relationships that are thorns in your life, yeah, sometimes it hurts your soul because you got soul ties where they don't need to be. It's painful. Some of you, you have, you've, so, you've been sowing seeds of, of, of dishonor, dishonesty, lack of integrity, and guess what? Those thorns, they're beginning to show. It's time to take that machete out. Repentance, asking for forgiveness. And you begin to clear that out. You begin to fertilize that soil. And we're really gonna get into this next week. And you allow God to begin to change your heart. And you'll be surprised that the fruit that you've been looking for comes not from trying harder, but by surrendering more. That's what I wanna encourage you with today. If you find yourself in that place and you know, man, I'm, I'm in a spot where, where I've, been, I've been putting out a lot of effort and, and I'm sowing seeds, good seeds, bad seeds. But at the end of the day, now I realize that what's going on is my heart is actually messed up. And, and this is what God wants to deal with you about right now. Come on, bow your heads and close your eyes. So God, search my heart. Search my heart. Expose the thorns, expose the rocks. Expose the, the, the hard places. God, we ask you right now to do that. And right now, if you, if you know those areas in your life already, you say, man, I, I've been sowing these, these seeds and, and, and I know the areas in my life that are actually uh, improper. Say, God, would you forgive me? Would you forgive me? God, would you forgive me for the seeds that I've been, I've been sowing in my marriage? Lord, would you, would you forgive me the seeds that I've been sowing in my business? with my friends, with my family. God, the seeds that I've been sowing in the spirit, the things with you, God, I have not been sowing good seed. And today, Lord, I see it. And God, I repent. I need your help to change the way that I think, to change the way that I act. Some of you, the condition of your heart is not something that you can actually change. I'm talking to those of you who, who are unbelievers, those who have never surrendered their heart to God before. I'm talking truly said, Lord, you can have it all. What it, what's going on is your condition of sin is something that only Jesus has the power to actually overcome and break. That's, that hard ground in your heart actually has to be broken up by the good news of Jesus. And this is the good news. That whenever Adam and Eve ate of that tree, sin and brokenness entered, the, enter, entered this world. And from that time, you have, you have inherited, all of us have inherited a sin problem. We have all inherited the, king, the condition of sin. And that condition of sin, no matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you try to do good, it ultimately leads to death with every single one of us. And that's why God had to send Jesus to live a perfect life that we could not live in order to die for our sin. And today you sit, you listen, you're watching online and this is it. You've been presented with the good news. Which way are you gonna go? 
Are you gonna allow the Holy Spirit to break up those hard places in your heart, in your life, so that he can bear good fruit with you? Or are you gonna stay in your condition of sin and brokenness that ultimately it leads to death, not just physically, but more importantly, eternal separation from God? God's extending his hand to you today, his hand of grace. And he says, I'm here for you. If that's you, I want you to say this prayer with me. You can repeat it after me, or you can say your own prayer. The point is that you are coming to Jesus right now. Say, Lord, I ask that you would forgive me of my sin, that you would restore the broken places of my life. I believe in Jesus. I believe in the cross. I believe that Jesus is my hope. And today, I say that I am a follower of Jesus. Thank you for your forgiveness, God. Thank you for the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's stand to our feet. I really believe that some of you prayed that prayer today. I believe some of you, you're in your car, you're in your house. Maybe you're in Ocean Springs and you said, man, actually today I realized that I've been far from God. This is what we're going to do as a community is we're going to come together. And we're going to look to Jesus. And we're going to worship him. And I want to read some scripture before we do. I want to read out of Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. And I believe that we have these scriptures in Proverbs in it, right? Good. Can you go ahead and put up that first verse for me? Now, verse 3 through 14, by the way, this is one of the longest sentences in the Bible. It's separated, okay? It's separated by periods for us and helps us read it. But this is, this is Paul writing to the, the church in Ephesus. This is one of the, the greatest excerpts of scripture that you can read and I think it's just a wonderful thing that we should read and then we're going to worship and we're going to sing and and worship through these these scriptures together so let's read chapter 3 it says all praise to God the father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ even before he made the world God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace that he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. For furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God for who he chose us in advance. And he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we, Jews, who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now, come on, Gentiles, you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when he believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance that he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. 
check this out. He did this so that we would praise and glorify Him. Come on, guys. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's a miracle that we have been brought out of darkness and that our feet are placed on the rock called Jesus, right? The cornerstone of our faith. And that's why we praise Him and that's why we worship Him. So again, let's sing these verses and these choruses with all that you got. And let's worship Jesus. Come on, band. they came out this morning yeah it's been good i do want to say one quick thing thank you to the first responders and medical people that were that just got on that so quick and helped uh, our brother out that was awesome it wasn't just uh professional care i saw but also a lot of love being poured out so thanks to those who did that um we got a great church guys it's awesome it's awesome um i do want to speak to those of you who maybe this is your first time here first of all i want to say my name is tom i'm the assistant pastor here at the Gulfport location, and I just want to welcome you. If you're new here, maybe you've been around here a couple weeks, welcome. Um, maybe you're watching online for your first time, welcome as well. And uh, here's what we want to do. We want to connect with you. We don't want you just to come in and leave and, and no one ever talk to you or get to know your name. Um, we have a simple way of doing that. You can go online to northwood.church slash next steps. There's just a little form there, fill it out, send it in, and I'm going to reach out to you personally this week in the way that you designate, okay, whether it's text phone call, email, I'm going to reach out to you, just get you a little info about the church, see if you have any questions and just 
help you out in that way. Also, if you just prayed that prayer with Pastor Jordan, um, if you're watching online again and you prayed that prayer and you decided that today I want to follow Christ, I'm done doing life my own way, I want to get things right with God, um, I want to also give you a few next steps. And uh, actually, there's a, a special video that Pastor Jordan made just for you. Um, I'm going to send that to you. It's about eight minutes long. It's going to help you take your next steps in that relationship with Jesus. So um, uh, let's go ahead and give it up for those who are new this morning. I, I know there's some new faces that I don't recognize. And also Ocean Springs, I don't know if you're still watching, but I'm glad you guys got to join us this morning. That's so awesome. Super thrilled about that. Um, hey guys, uh, Pastor Jordan talked about giving earlier. There's two ways to give. They're on the screen behind me. Um, and then also before we get going, uh, there's, we're going to be doing something pretty exciting this week. You guys, if, if you've been coming here any length of time, you know that this room has not changed hardly at all, okay? Carpet, chairs have been the same. This week, we're getting a whole brand new facelift in this room. It's gonna be awesome, brand new carpet and chairs. But with that comes this little, little bit of work, all right? So I got a crew, a crew of folks that are gonna be helping me move some chairs. It would be great to get like 10 more people. So if you're not doing anything right after and you can stick around, um, all, all you folks who can help out. And really, I'm going to ask able-bodied people and no kids. We don't want anyone getting hurt, okay? Uh, we got plenty of hands to do it. So um, if you don't feel comfortable moving chairs, they weigh about 15, 20 pounds each. We're going to be stacking them and all that. So, um, But if you are able-bodied and want to help out, we're going to meet right up here after I dismiss. Just come right up here and I'll give you folks instructions. Um, the rest of you who cannot help, that's no pressure. But one thing I'm going to ask of you is we're going to start from the front row and move back. So just make sure you don't leave anything under your chairs. If you guys want to hang out and talk, feel free. But please move to the back of the room or out in the lobby to do that because we don't want to run you over, all right? Sound good? All right. You all have a great week. Again, if you're helping out, just meet right up here. See ya.